This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. Joining me as usual, my co-host, as Marchese. How are you, Naz? How are you this morning, Naz? Good, Wally. How are you? I'm uh, I'm great, thanks. Hair's a little bit longer. Um, you know, uh, I'm happy to hear the barbershops are uh, starting to open up again. Not in the Greater Toronto area, but uh, in some uh, some locations in in Ontario. So if they don't open them up in the GTA, I may have to find myself uh, somebody up in Barrie or North Bay or something like that. I gotta get this uh, gotta get this haircut. And as uh, I'm starting to look, like, congratulations. <laughs> I guess that I, I have my that, I have my son who does my hair. Not much I, left. So. I, I I guess I guess at our age, I guess it's a privilege that we could still uh, could still grow a, a a full head of hair. I mean, it's a a little bit a uh, little bit receding on the top, but uh, all around. Not I said the putty cat. Not I. <laughs> it's starting to grow down the years, giving me that great thirteen look. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, may, we may have to. Uh, I, I said I, I, I was I was watching a rerun of uh, Back to the Future. I'm starting to look like the mad scientist in, uh, uh, that was playing opposite Michael J. Fox. Oh, God. That, uh, that's, that's what my hair started to look like. Anyways, let's talk. Let's uh, let's get into some sports. The world, uh, the sporting world, is coming out of hibernation uh, slowly but surely. Uh, you know, uh, we're breaking breaking. Uh, uh, breaking through the ground and uh, starting to sprout some leaves. Uh, PGA tours in uh, in session this week down in down in Fort Worth, Texas. The Colonial. We'll be talking to John Steinbrenner about that uh, later on in the hour. You know the Bundesliga has been going great over in Ger- over in Germany. Soccer. The Coppa Italia has uh, is started up. Inter and uh, Napoli. I think yesterday my my. Uh, my uh, golf buddies uh, give me the, uh, that is the Italians. One-one tie. Was it a one-one tie? My my yes. Saturday morning golf crew always brings me up to date on Italian soccer. Premier starts next weekend. MLS is starting in July. Uh, the uh, some of the Leafs are starting to train again. There's talk about camps. They're going into phase two. Uh, we've got the NBA. Got some plans going on, and we got Butch Carter coming on shortly after our first break to talk about that and some other things. So uh, uh, CFL, I don't know what they're going to do there. They've got a whole lot of hurt there. There's, I'm not hearing anything. They're the the lead that's probably got the most financial distress. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, we'd love to see the CFL uh, uh, get something going and salvage something, but I'm not not hearing anything about the CFL. Yes, but uh, sports seems to be slowly but surely starting up, and uh, I think that's a great thing. Leafs, uh, we've got a best of five coming up with Columbus, so I, I think that's uh, where we're headed. So we certainly, uh, 
want to start talking about that and starting to get excited about that. We want to start talking some sports on our show. There's a lot of other things going on in the world, uh, racial distress down in the States, uh, COVID-19 pandemic around the world. It's been a tough couple of months. Uh, we're not out of the woods yet on either front. Um, changes have to be made all around in all kinds of different sectors of our society. Uh, but, but it's nice to be able to talk a little bit of sports and have a little bit of hope of what's coming up. And talking about sports, the Toronto Blue Jays were in the news this week. Naz, and I know that you're you're the biggest Blue Jay fan I know. Major League Draft. Uh, apparently, according to all the reports I hear, uh, the Leafs, uh, the Leafs, the Blue Jays got a diamond in the rough in the number five spot. This kid called Austin Martin, Austin Martin, and uh, people are saying he he could have been a number one overall. Uh, all the all the pundits, all the baseball writers all around North America are saying that the Blue Jays stole Austin Martin in the number five slot. Reaction, Ness? Yeah, it sounds like they did. And uh, I would love to have him go out and start playing baseball. I haven't heard anything about them settling. And it's disturbing because both, high, both sides are not negotiating very well right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the, one, the one professional sport that seems to have the most strife right now and it's interesting on the uh on the on the news segment they did uh on just before we came on air uh on zoomer here and the news segment the sports uh, topic they led off with is the uh lack of uh progress in the discussions about getting the ml uh, major league baseball back uh uh back in the thick of it they're arguing about all kinds of different things they're arguing about the length of the schedule they're arguing about the uh you know, the salary, how much of a rollback there is, what proportion is going to be. Um, major League Baseball, uh, out of all the major sports, seems to be making the least progress. And right now, they would have been in the thick of their season. Uh, and the season is slowly slipping by. They're talking about 50-game seasons. They're talking about 80-game seasons. The players' associations all up in arms. Uh, I, I think there was um, uh, the commissioner there, Rob Manfred, uh, the head of the players' associations. I think was sort of challenging him to order all the players back to work. I'm not not exactly sure of the entire legality of that, uh, but I yeah, that, the, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that's a shame, you know. In difficult times that we've been in, in uh, in in so many different ways. You would have hoped that in a spirit of goodwill and good faith that uh, saner heads would prevail and they'd be able to come up with some sort of an agreement that there'd be a, the, the spirit of compromise, spirit of generosity, uh, somehow make it happen. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the same old story. There's, there's labor issues and uh, management issues, and they right now can't seem to bridge the gap. And hopefully, hopefully they can. Uh, we'd love to see it. We'd love to see all major sports get back, you know, as fans, as members of, uh, you know, as members of a society, you know, sports is important. It's, it's not the end all and the be all. Obviously, there's way more important issues in our society. But, you know, sports is important to a lot of people in terms of entertainment, in terms of psychology, in terms of, you know what, just, you know what, 
I sit down and I sit down and watch the Leafs play for two and a half hours and win a playoff game makes me feel good, uh, and it makes a lot of uh, Toronto Maple Leaf fans feel good. And you, any any fan of any other professional team, can say the same. I'm watching professional golf yesterday. My, uh, you know, my my uh, one of my favorites, Jordan Spieth, seems to have found his game. So for an hour yesterday, you know what? I felt good. You know, sort of forget about the problems of the world and just concentrate on the feel-good story. And talking about feel-good stories, uh, we've got to go to break really quickly. Naz Harold Varner, the third African-American golfer, was in the second-round lead at the Colonial. He's only two shots back. Man, if he wins today, what a story that would be. And it, the, the shame, we'll get back to it later, the shame of it is it's too bad there's no fans. There's no fans because... You know what? I, I think I think if there were fans there today and Harold Varner's walking down the 18th fairway, uh, it would be an incredibly emotional moment. I just believe that uh, the fans would give him an ovation like you've never heard before, um, and respect. So, uh, would lo- I mean it would be a story Hollywood would love. Uh, Harold Varner could uh, could win today, but he's in top, and we'll talk to John Steinbrenner about that. Naz, last words before we go to break. Why does the Charles Schwab sound like Ernie Schwab? Remember Ernie Schwab? <laughs> yeah, <Marley>. I <he> does. <laughs> Every time I hear Charles, I think of Ernie. <laughs> You're going back a long way, Naz, but we're Zuba Radio. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, when I woke up this morning, yeah, when I woke up this morning, I never thought we'd be talking about Ernie Schwab on the radio. So, uh, <laughs> you caught me off guard. Anyways, we got Butch Carter waiting. Let's uh, let's go to break. Let's get Butch right back on here. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. 
KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. Joining me as usual, Naz Marquezing. Also joining us this morning, former Raptors coach, Butch Carter. Butch, how are you this morning? I'm good. Good. I'm a little cold, but I'm good. <laughs> a little fresh this morning uh, in southern Ontario. Uh, thanks for joining us, Butch. Uh, uh, lots going on in sports. Things are starting to happen again. Uh, before we get to that, Butch, I can't, it's been a while since we've had you in studio. Uh, uh, I, I can't remember. Do you have a full head of hair? Is your hair growing long? Oh, no. I, I've, uh, uh, I've, I've located a local barber. Uh, called my wife. So, <laughs> congratulations, Butch! Congratulations! Set us a set us a pick there, Butch. Uh, my my wife has been threatening to uh, to cut my hair off. Well, I, and I, I said, "There's there is no way you're getting your in, in putting scissors on my hair." I, I I don't even want to think about the damage you might possibly cause. So I sleep with one eye uh, one eye open at night. Anyways, Butch, uh, the NBA. Uh, they have a format, uh, 22 teams. They're going to return sometime, I guess, near the end of July. They're targeting the end of July. Uh, it's all going to happen in Orlando, Florida. Uh, apparently, uh, there's some, they still have to finish off the regular season, so the matchups aren't finalized yet. Uh, your thoughts on all of this, Butch? How's this? Uh, I'm sure you're thrilled that uh, basketball is going to start back up. Uh, tell us all about this format and your thoughts on it. Well, the, the format um, is risky for everyone. We're in a pandemic, and uh, the issue is uh, players who are asystematic and uh, aren't aware of it. Um, so we could see, you know, there are three risks. One, um, the guys haven't had a regular training camp. Two, there's a pandemic going on, and these guys have spent more time at home with their family than they have in years, and I think these guys are going to miss the connection with their family. I think that um, if you've been locked up for 16 weeks, 
with your family um, and you've learned how to make that work for you really well um, and you got the boogeyman out there called COVID, um, I think some of the guys are going to struggle. And um, it's just something out of human nature. Um, and I think all of us are going through it that are that are home. And uh, for someone to say, you know, you got to go on the road and basically be locked away, um, that's the unfortunate part that I see for all the leagues trying to start. Um, you know, you guys may not be aware, but University of Houston brought their athletes back on campus and two weeks into it, six of them tested positive and uh, they had to shut it down. So I think it has great risk and... Uh, I know, I know they want to play. Um, I know the owners feel that, you know, there are dollars that, uh, they're owed to them if they play some games. But I think, um, without anyone, it being anyone's fault that there's, there's risk of being imported with the pandemic going on. That's, but uh, any, um, talk about people, players refusing to play? Well, I mean, I, I think the players will dis- decide to play. Now, the question is, how many of them will find some way to protest? I think that some of them are going to use it as a platform to say that, you know, with what's going on uh, with the protest and Black Lives Matter, that they're absolutely going to find a way to uh, do some form of peaceful protest. Um, I know there are some players who've made a lot of money and are angry and don't want to play at all. Um, so, you know, this is something that uh, this inequity uh, has been going on for a while as far as uh, police action, uh, aggressive action. Um, that is now because of Apple's ability to put a camera in a phone, that it's a problem. And uh, they're going to bring that with them. And uh, they will peacefully protest, um, and they will use this platform. Uh, Butch, uh, reportedly uh, there was a major call this week organized by Kyrie Irving. Um, 80 players, NBA and WNBA players. And uh, and you just highlighted uh, some of the concerns. Um, there's obviously the health concern. And there's obviously there's a struggle to make decisions about how to support the nationwide movement for social social justice reform. Um, what do you know about the call and what happened in that call and some of the discussions in there and where might that possibly lead to? Well, I mean, I, you know, as I said earlier, there there are players who've made a lot of money and have money in the bank and. They know that uh, it's inequitable how they're treated um, based on how the average black male is treated. Um, you know, I've had in- incidents, uh, you know, I thought I went back and tried to think of the three times I had, I got stopped and uh, it could have turned ugly real fast. And, and, you know, it's just something you have to deal with. It's one of the major reasons why I've stayed in Canada. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to put my life at risk for my family. Um, and historically, 
the police, regardless, when they stop you, they treat you as if you're a bad guy, if you're a black male. And um, the thing is, is what what everyone is angry about is that that both sides have known that there are things that are done and the police have been used historically um, in inequitable uh, force against in these stops. And now that we're seeing them horribly on, on being captured on camera, because the standard line was, well, you know, they were, we thought he had a gun. And, you know, it's, it's, it's inequitable. And we're seeing it more and more with the, uh, with the cameras in the, in the phones. And I, you know, it's just bad. It's, it's not, it's not good. And you have Trump that embodens, um, on the other side and it's, it's just not working. And the only way it stopped is that there's an education across color barriers. Uh, the civil rights movement was funded by, uh, basically Jewish families that participated in the peaceful protest. And it was president Kennedy watching, uh, protesters being water hosed in Alabama before he decided to step in and that it was unjust. And so people think that, you know, it's going to be easy. It's not because, um, people who are in control don't like being uncomfortable. And so they hire people that act like them, talk like them and look like them. And that has not been fair. I think if you just look, uh, one of the horrifying cases I just watched was an Indian chief. Uh, where an officer ran and tackled him and then punched him. And if it wasn't caught on camera, their story would have been in line so that the, the officers would have lied. So um, it's, it's just not good. It's just not good. And it needs to be fixed. It won't all get fixed at once. It never is. Um, but both sides need to educate themselves to that we can do better. And then the challenge is, is, is in doing better. Um, you know, my wife has been unbelievable in helping me modify myself because, um, she asked me to do better and let some things go. And, uh, uh historically I've been a bull in the China cabinet and, uh, to get to where I wanted to go. And it's been a big help. Um, but, you know, now she's showing me because all the stuff posted on Instagram and she never realized the depth of, her, of the inequity <laughs> because we've always lived in some nice places and, um, you know, not had the problems that most people face. Yes. But I want to talk to you about a coaching situation. Mike Babcock. You think yeah. you'll ever coach again in the NHL? Um, you know, the guys who have gotten fired in Toronto coach somewhere else. You know, it's just a matter of Mike wants how long he wants to wait with his set off and his contract. So I would say history says that those guys get hired in other places after failing in Toronto. Uh, there's a pretty consistent record on that, Naz. And I think Mike, Mike will want to coach. He's a hockey guy. You know, there's two things about Mike he's been very clear about. He likes country music, and he's a hockey guy. 
Uh, Butch, about a year ago, um, we were celebrating. And it was in the news this week. We're all watching uh, Game 6 uh, out from uh, out in Oakland. Uh, Raptors, World NBA Champions a year ago. Reflecting back now, a year later. Um, what did that moment mean and what does it continue to mean? Well, I thought, it, you know, look, for it, it was a great moment. Um, for me, it was accumulation of uh, what I always thought the franchise could be. I really feel bad that they haven't been able to enjoy it. And to, um, they were having a great season and were just getting everybody back healthy and as an older team. Um, but, I, I, you know, it's really been unfair that they haven't been able to continue and the success that they've carried out throughout this season and carry the banner of the championship into the next season. You know, it's, it's sad, you know, all this stuff is going on and you, and you hardly hear about, you know, the world champion Toronto Raptors. And, uh, I wish they had a better shake on, uh, history has just been unfair to them in my opinion. And hopefully, um, you know, that there's a lot of concerns, you know, and their older guys get themselves in shape. Uh, Kyle has always been a slow starter. And Kyle is a very good situation where he's at at home. So, you know, does he want to leave his kids? Um, same with Mark. Um, Serge Ibaka, you know, has been when he's on, he's on. But again, you know, is he going to get in great shape? So, you know, we'll just have to see. Uh, you know, Fred Van Fleet had the greatest turnaround I ever seen in a player from playing bad to good. Um, but he's been home with his young family. So there's a lot of risk in it. And uh, this these past three months have really been unfair to the Toronto Raptors. Coach, uh, the NBA, it would appear, is going to start up um, in, in this 22-team format at Disney World in Orlando. It's going to be a lot of games in a short period of time and going to try and come out with a world champion. Um, how do you break it all down? Um, which is, is this like just roll the dice and anybody can win this thing? Uh, where do the Raptors fit in 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 the in the middle of all this? Um, how would you see all this playing out, and who would you, who would you place money on? Well, if the Raptors are healthy, if they are healthy, they have to be one of the favorites, um, and because it's. It's what I said. The difference in the Raptors have been two things. One, uh, they got wing defenders to defend the really good wing players. And two, they are awesome on the road. They have been staggeringly good on the West Coast. Um, so I expect, you know, as a fan, that they'll be, you know, one of the favorites. I think Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks are a problem. Um, but Budhoser still has not figured out the problem when teams double-team Giannis in the low post. As the Raptors showed last year in Game 3, uh, they went to double doubling him from the top uh, with Mark Gasol, and Milwaukee never did figure it out, and the Raptors went on and swept four games to take the series. Uh, the Lakers are going to be a problem because um, LeBron knows that his time is short, and with the death of Kobe, I think they play for Kobe and play for that brand. 
in a big-time way. Um, they are the most talented team in the West with Golden State being devastated by injuries and the departure of Durant. So um, the team that could get hot would be Dallas. Uh, if Luka comes back um, playing well, uh, they stand a chance. Um, people will expect Denver, but Denver is yet in this run from you know their youth that they acquired. Uh, they've yet to show them that they can go on the road and beat good teams all the time. So it is kind of a crapshoot, but at the end of the day, uh, mental and physical fatigue will wear some of the teams down. Um, Brooklyn is a problem. If Durant plays, uh, you've got a 20-point score, maybe a 25-point score. So uh, that's a problem, especially for a team that, he probably was not going to make the playoffs by playing the regular season. So uh, there are teams that I don't see Philadelphia uh, getting some kind of consistency because you never know what Embiid's going to be. Um, he showed that in the first game back in Toronto last year after a huge disappointing loss to the Raptors in game six. You would think he would emotionally be driven to just play very well. And he did not. He almost, well, he didn't score 10 points. So I think Raptors, Milwaukee, Lakers, those are the three that I would favor. Um, Boston is good, uh, but they're not great. Um, but, th- you know, that, that's how I see it right now. Yeah, they matched up against uh, New Jersey in the first round, I think. Right. So, you know, the the issue there again is if Durant's there, like who guards him from Boston? You know, are they going to put smart on him? And um, Durant is one of the high free throw attempt guys. So when you have players that generate fouls, it, it cuts into the core of the coaching philosophy because you're having to play rotations that you're not familiar with or you don't want to. Uh, it is a huge advantage. So, again, depends on what kind of whistle that that star players are getting. It was one of the things that was to the detriment of the Raptors when DeMar DeRozan, um, he had a high efficiency rate during the season, and his slippage was insurmountable when he got into the playoffs against good teams. Uh, Butch, uh, momentum is such a big part of a basketball game. Uh, you, you can be 25 points down, and in some situations, you're, you're never out of the game. Uh, now they got to play without fans, which uh, probably more so in basketball, in my sense, than any other sport. Fans seem to make a difference in momentum swings more in basketball than probably any other sport. And that's why, you know, coaches effectively use timeouts to kill those momentum swings that that uh that weapon's not uh you know uh the fans aren't there um how much of a difference do you think that that will impact the the games well it's just like uh you know when you when you play in the gym in the summer there'll be guys who aren't that good and they'll play better with no one watching and i think you'll see some teams uh, when games are not supposed to because their bench is really playing well. And you have some guys who it may be the end of their contract, and they say, look, you know, I got 15 games here. 
to show, you know, that I'm worth all the money. So I think what will happen is that uh, your veteran, smarter playoff team know what's at stake, and but you'll see some team, um, I think, beat someone bad because all of a sudden their sixth, seventh, and eighth eighth player aren't affected by, as you say, you know, the home court advantage um, or the away court disadvantage. So uh, you're right in your thinking. Um, basketball home court advantage is a tremendous, and that's what teams work for all year for slotting in the playoffs. Uh, you know, you want to be a top four team so you can start off with home court advantage and play it in front of your fans. And it normally works out pretty well. Uh, Butch, last question before we go to break. Uh, this is going to start up, it appears, and I think it's uh, don't don't want to be a doomsayer here, but I think it's inevitable that as they get into this thing, that there's going to be starts of reporting of players or staff or coaches or whatever coming down with COVID nineteen. We pray otherwise. But you're going to get one, you're going to get two, you might get three, four, five, who knows? Hopefully none. Um, How does the league deal with that? Well, there's a bigger problem. I think right now there are three coaches that have been told they can't go. Greg Popovich because of age, Mike D'Antoni in Houston because of age, and Alvin Gentry because of age. Alvin is the youngest at 65, but... Right now, I think the league has told uh, those coaches that they'd have to pass a physical um, from independent doctors. But the NBA doctors have said they would not put take the risk of having older coaches uh, coach in this environment. So certainly, uh, uh, on that note, Butch, uh, we want to thank you. Uh, for coming on, as always. Uh, thank you for sharing some of your thoughts on some of the difficult issues uh, uh, going on in today's world. We always appreciate uh, your insights and obviously your personal experiences. Butch, uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll chat again soon. See you, again, guys. Appreciate keep, thank you. Keep well. Be safe. All right. Th- thank you. Same to you, Butch. Yeah. Uh, we've got John Steinbrader coming up. We'll talk some golf right after the break. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact-free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. 
KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're on the new AM740 in downtown Toronto on 96.7 FM. Live streaming. Normally we'd be live video streaming, but uh, we're all doing this remotely. So we're live streaming www.zoomerradio.com. We're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour a good friend of ours, John Steinbreder. John, how are you this morning? Good morning. I'm uh, very well, thanks. A little shag here, a little... Uh, <laughs> you got long hair, too? My hair's got long, and I'm going to finally get a haircut. But <laughs> otherwise, I'm fantastic. Thanks so much. Uh, we were just having we were just having a chat uh, just previously about, uh, about our hair get, getting long, and... Uh, I don't know if you know much about Zoomer Radio up in here in Toronto, but uh, our audience is generally all over the age of 45, 50, and uh, we're all getting a bit shaggy, but we uh, we consider it a privilege that we can still grow. <laughs> if we can still grow a full head of hair at this age, it's... Uh, yeah, some people it, are jealous. <laughs> we're, we're happy. Well, let's it. put it this way. If I was ever hitchhiking, nobody would pick me up the way I look like. Anyway, my wife doesn't shriek when she sees me, so I guess we're we're not doing too bad. But we're hanging in there, and boy, it, it was nice to see some uh, live golf, wasn't it? Uh, oh, it's it's it, 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 golf and see some uh, some shots that really matter. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was really great to. I mean, some of the events have been in the, in the recent uh, past. The one at Seminole and. Uh, you know, uh, Tiger and Phil and uh, and uh, Tom Brady and Pete Manning, which is, of course, not PGA Tour golf, but we're back to PGA Tour golf at the Colonial. Uh, a fantastic field. 
Um, great to see, you know, it's a little bit different out there with fans. Um, tournament started, and after the second day, John, the story took a different twist. The story suddenly became Harold Varner III, African-American. In the second, after the second round, holding the lead, I was playing with Jordan yesterday. He's two shots back. The entire eyes of the golf world and a, and, and a lot of a, a lot of the other parts of the world are going to be on him today. And um, I know that you're a senior editor at Global Golf Post, fantastic digital uh, magazine on the internet. Uh, I highly recommend that uh, our listeners pick it up if you're a golf. Uh, Fantastic edition, Golf Returns in Troubled Times, How Golf Can Make a Difference. Um, and Harold Varner today is going to have the eyes of the world on him. Tell us your, your first of all, congratulations on a remarkable edition. Uh, certainly uh, important to, 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 today's, uh, to today's world. Uh, tell us about that Global Golf Post edition and the Harold Varner story today. Well, I mean, it's it's amazing, isn't it, how appropriate, I guess, in the <clears throat> times that we're living in and the situation we're going through to have, you know, the Herald out there playing right now um, and playing so well and, and making such a statement. I don't know him personally, but friends who do uh, like him immensely. He's never won on the tour before, so um, for him to, to be uh, – on top of the leaderboard or very close to the top for him to be on TV so much for him to be in such a good position to get that first win. If he could do so uh, right now, that would be just spectacular, wouldn't it? I mean, that would really, it would, it would be hard not to root for that win. And there's so many good people at the top there. I mean, he's got a major championship like group of people uh, in front of him and behind him. And it's going to be a very, very tough, uh, role for him to hoe, especially given that he hasn't won before uh, on the PGA Tour, and there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of pressure, and um, I'm sure pressure just given the situation in our country right now, and and, and the protests, and, and and how race is uh, you know racism and race relations have gone to the forefront of the conversation uh, uh, throughout our, our our world, including the sports world, but. Uh, I can't wait to tune in. I think he's got a great shot. He's got a terrific game. He seems like a, a very steady fellow. And um, even though he fell back a little bit with a 70 that he shot yesterday, he's still, as you say, uh, just two back. And uh, we'll see what happens uh, today and, and what kind of a what kind of a round he has. But it, it will definitely be a must-watch must uh, TV as far as I'm concerned. I can't <laughs> wait to tune in. Certainly will. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't won on the PGA Tour before. He won the Australian PGA in December 2016. And uh, I picked up these words from uh, an article that was in Global Golf Post. And they quoted, they quoted uh, Harold uh, Varner. And, and I think these words are important enough um, that I want to I uh, repeat them on the air. This is a quotation from Harold Varner about what's going on in the world and keep these keep it for all of our listeners and everybody else who's going to be watching the PGA tour this afternoon. Um, there's going to be a lot of camera on Harold Varner and, and, and think about these words, uh, an incredible young man. And this is what he said. 
Sometimes life is not simple and things don't make sense. How can we call ourselves the greatest country on earth when our standards fall to senseless killing? That's a tough and important question. But I still proudly say we aren't as fractured as it seems. I see good people. I pray alongside the family of George Floyd, and I also pray for our unity. We're strong. We can go beyond the trap of one-dimensional thinking. Once we do, our eyes will be righteous, our hearts will feel the love, and we will have done more to honor those subjected to evil and its fights nature. I, I, just, I was astounded when I read this in, in the Global Golf Post. Uh, remarkable words for, obviously, a remarkable young man. And uh, a remarkable edition of the Global Golf Post. Uh, we'll all be watching Harold Varner this afternoon. And I mentioned this previously, and your reaction, John. Man, you know, it, I mean, it, it's fantastic that golf's back on, but it's almost a shame that there's no fans there that could really applaud this young man uh, for, the, for his courage, uh, for his words. Um, and, and just, you know, he, he, it would just be a remarkable seeing him going up the 18th fairway today if there were fans there. John. Oh, it would be overwhelming. And, and think about this. So you, you think of the first thing of, of his being a, a black man, an African-American man, and, and, and on a tour where there are so few of them in, in a sport, there's so few of them playing uh, professionally and the difficulties of that. And then think of anybody who says anything in this day and age is really putting themselves out there because of social media and with everything else, people get attacked and, you know, beaten down so quickly if they don't say the exactly the right thing. I mean, those are words of, of such wisdom, and they were um, quoted to our Ron Green Jr., who wrote that column you're referring to from where they came. Uh, they're brilliant. I mean, they are absolutely brilliant. Their tone is exactly right, at least in my humble opinion. And I'm just, uh, when I read those, and the more I get to know about this young man, the more I respect and admire him and, and what he stands for and, and his clear-headed thinking. Um, at a time like this, and uh, I just think those are words to live by as we as we try to live in these difficult situations. And you're right; it would be, I mean, the ovations, the support he would be getting if there were uh, galleries there yesterday and today would be enormous, wouldn't they? I think they really would be. And it is too bad that aside from those guys who are sitting in the grandstand in that house. Um, overlooking the 15th green and 16th tee there where you can hear uh, them hollering when people get to that part of the golf course. It's quiet as a, a church on Sunday and, and, and utterly empty. That, that, is, um, uh, that is too bad because he would be someone so uh, we're celebrating right now and so we're showing our great appreciation for his golf, of course, and for his clear-headed and, and deep thinking. Uh, uh, just a quick word for me, uh, Naz, and then I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, it's uh, hopefully when when uh, when the world uh, goes back to normal, I'll put that in quotation marks. Uh, and there's fans out there, and and Harold Varner is in a PGA Tour event, and hopefully on a weekend, um, it it promises the, the the fan outpouring. I think would be absolutely remarkable. And I just I have this mental image of him. Uh, walking down the 18th today uh, with fans there, 
And it almost like to be one of the most emotional moments in golf history. Uh, there is certainly a tremendous uh, resolve to, uh, you know, people want to express themselves and their support for a lot of the causes that are going on. Anyways, I'll leave it with, I'll leave it at that, Naz. I, I want to turn it over to you. John, is Jordan Spieth game back now? Is he got a way oh, I'm to sorry. go? I, I, say that again. Is Jordan, Jordan Spieth game back now? Well, you know, who knows? I've been, I, you know, I guess there's no cheering in the press box, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Jordan's and, and have long been. I love listening to him be mic'd up and listening to him talk. I think he's, he's just delightful. And, you know, I think he, he sure looks like he's back, but I don't know what shot that it was 16 or 17. <laughs> he, had a, he had an approach shot yesterday that was about as ugly a shot as I've ever seen in my entire life. And I couldn't believe a tour professional hit that, let alone a guy who's won three major championships. So, you know, when you kind of see that, you go, my goodness, what is going on here? But I, I thought, um, and it seems like he's playing very well. He obviously knows the course well. He just had to drive down. It's close to his, you know, close to his home. So it's, it, there's a lot of uh, home cooking there, and it's probably a little bit easier. But, boy, he sure came on strong, and he sure looks good. And I think golf is better when he's in contention as well. I think he's the guy that people can relate to and really enjoy watching. I just think he's great to watch. And um, he looked fantastic yesterday, but that shot just, worried me because I just, you know, you don't see people that are playing great golf consistently and over the long haul hitting shots as bad as that. I mean, it was just shocking. Uh, John, you've been a tradition on our show on Masters Sunday. You've, uh, you're of course, always a part, a writer at masters.com. You always have uh, great articles uh, leading up to the Masters, and you're usually at Augusta. Uh, when we interview you on uh, on on the on the on the Sunday of uh, of the Masters, and uh, we missed that tradition this year, uh, no major championship so far. The Open Championship in uh, in over on the other side of the pond is canceled, but we got some majors coming up. So uh, keep your phone on. Uh, we're going to be dialing you up later on in the fall because we always get you here on a on a major championship Sunday. Uh, the well, I, have, I, I love that tradition, and I look forward to it. And it's so weird not having the Masters um, in April. It was just, you know, it was odd for uh, those of us who've covered it for many years, and this would have been my twenty twentieth Masters, and those who who play in it. And you know, I'm hoping beyond hope that we're good to go for uh, November, and that we'll get to see that tournament there with with uh, patrons, as they like to call them, because it just <laughs> golf is better with the. Uh, with the gallery and, uh, and, and hopefully that the Ryder Cup and the PGA and the U.S. Open will all take place between now and then as well. Uh, Masters in, uh, uh, Masters in November. It's sort of, it's sort of, uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, doesn't fit. Uh, the Masters for me has always been the beginning of spring. Uh, it's almost always been the beginning of the spring season, uh, spring golf season in, in Southern Ontario. Uh, the azaleas have always been in full bloom down in, uh, down in Augusta. It's November. There, it, it could possibly snow, although I don't think snow in Georgia is all that common in November. It's going to have a different vibe in a lot of different ways this year, just because of the time of year. It gets darker sooner. Uh, it's, probably chillier you are uh 
you understand and absorb the aura of Augusta better than anybody I've ever talked to. You breathe it. Uh, what's the Masters going to feel like in November, and how much different will it be than, than I April? Think, I, it's going to be very different for a lot of reasons, I think. Uh, first of all, like you said, no azaleas. It's kind of a different, you know, different type of year. It'll probably be a little chillier at nighttime, a little bit more sweater uh, weather, as they say in the uh, British Isles. Jumper, people will be wearing jumpers and and sweaters. So I think that'll be a little bit different. I'm not quite, uh, I'm not as good an agronomist as I'd like to be, so I'm not quite sure how the how the turf and how that will be playing and how differently uh, how different that will be. Um, I think the thing with the big differences are going to be is just in how the event is, is treated. Um, for example, the merchandise facilities there, which are, you know, epic for their size, for their breadth of product offerings, uh, and for how they're filled with people from sunrise to sundown. Now, how in the world are they going to manage uh, merchandise facilities? I have no idea. I can't imagine they want you know, people lined up and waiting in line and going through these things together. Uh, so that's going to be, you know, really interesting. I wonder, you know, how many people they'll allow in if they're going to be fewer people. So the golf course, as we know, will, will be in super shape. It'll be a weird time of year. It'll be a little bit different for the players. It's, you know, the holidays will be coming up right after that. I think it'll just have kind of a different vibe. But the big thing to me that's going to be different is the atmosphere of, um, you know, the merchandise thing, I don't know, you know, the media building is, 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 the press building is big. It's the most sumptuous in the game. It's the best in the game by far. Will they have as many members of the media there? Will players and be able to have, you know, as many members of their family there? Will, you know, uh, I, I, I gotta think it's gonna be a little bit quieter, uh, a, a little bit smaller as far as that goes, because I just think there's still gonna be concern, especially with winter coming. In a sense that this virus is more dormant in the warmer months than it is in the colder months when people start to get indoors, I think it's going to be different in, in those regards as well. And being the last as opposed to the first uh, major is going to be strange. And think of it like seven months later, no, not seven months later, like five months later, we're going to have, um, you know, another Masters yeah. for 2021. Hopefully. So, uh, Hopefully. It, the whole thing is going to be very, very different, but we can count on. The play being great and the golf course being in awesome shape. You can be sure of that. Uh, John, we've got about 30, 45 seconds left. Great article you wrote, May 5th, 2020. New world order in golf. The golf industry likely to reevaluate business in China. Uh, distill that uh, for our listeners in about 30 to 35 seconds, if you can. Well, yeah, I think, you know, people like to pick winners and losers out of things. And I think China certainly... Its image around the world has been deeply and understandably tarnished from all of this. So, you know, the first question I was looking at was, was the you know growth of golf in China, and you have two main events: are the HSBC uh, Championship in the fall, which is a World Golf Championship event, and then you got the China Volvo Open. And you know what happens to those? Well, they stay pretty much the same because Volvo is owned by a Chinese company. And HSBC is a Hong Kong, Shanghai bank. But, you know, will other people invest in, in marketing and in sponsorship or promotion over there? And I guess my thought is uh, probably not, because this is 
you know, people don't have a great image of China right now in, in a lot of the world, and it's it's just not a great. Yep. Just the other places spending spending and, and use your money, and then you have the whole idea. John, unfortunately, my producer is buzzing in my ear, and uh, it's getting oh. uncomfortable. I really hate to cut you off. You know how much we enjoy you. We'll have to pick up this conversation uh, next time we have you on. Anytime, my friends. All the best. Enjoy the rest of the games, uh, the golf tournament today, and we'll talk soon, I hope. Thanks so much, John Steinbrenner. Naz, really quick last word. Everybody, have a good week, and we'll hear you next week. Thank you for listening. We'll be right, We'll be back next Sunday morning. Thanks so much. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.